received your instructions. Touch gloves if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Welcome, fight enthusiasts, to the UFC 291 Poirier versus Gaethje 2 edition of Gamblu's Bout Business Podcast. I start every podcast by paying tribute to the loyal listeners that tune in weekly. We also see that you're rating the podcast favorably. I can't tell you how much that's appreciated. I don't ask for that, but if you find your way to do it, it's surely appreciated. One thing I haven't brought by listeners in the last few months is, how about questions, concerns, criticisms? If you have any, never hesitate. Oftentimes, people will hit me on Twitter. Otherwise, directly, lou at gamblu.com gets you a direct email right to me. Last week, eh, we stubbed the toe a little bit, went one and four, lose 2.72 units. Now, we bet two half-unit fights on suspect fighters that had suspect results. The good news there was that those were half-unit bets, so we save a unit there. It surely could have been worse. Results, therefore, after seven months, almost, after this week, will have been through seven months. Gamble Bout Business Podcast, 59 and 58, 15.34 units of profit, representing a 13% ROI, and that's an average plus 124. Those are good numbers, but after today, we're going to look to make them better. As far as our futures are concerned, we'll go back to last week's card because we have another one now. Marcos covered for us at minus 140. We have him living until John Bones Jones and Miocic fight later in the fall. We hold John Bones Jones currently at plus 117. The other future positions. Colby Covington, minus 110. Who knows what's going to happen with that fight, uh, if he and Leon ever do get to lace him up or not. And then finally, Alexa Grasso, coming up in September at plus 195. In today's fight card, we had two losses because of weigh-ins. The Salvador release, I talked about it earlier this week, is not a bet. The other round that I have to take down. That one involves Stephen Wonderboy Thompson against Pereira. The Thompson plays coming down for now. What I will say is rather than rush and just throw garbage release or another round at podcast listeners today, I'm going to take my time and make another release via Twitter sometime before the fights start tomorrow. I won't make a release five minutes before they drop the puck on a fight. So you'll get plenty of notice. 
Now, we do have three rounds of fights to discuss. And the best part about the rounds is that one round contains two bets. Business is kept. We're up to date. Let's move right into round one. Round one, welterweight fight. Kevin Holland, Mike Chiesa. Holland we last saw getting his fence painted by Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, who we just got done discussing. Holland, in this fight, two inches taller, five years the younger man, six-inch reach advantage. And though he lost to Wonderboy, he realizes that the evolution of his game revolves around grappling and wrestling. He's been working on it. He was the one that asked for this fight against Chiesa. Chiesa, a renowned grappler, grinder, press you against the fence, get you to the floor. The issue with Chiesa is that he hasn't fought since 2021. He's got a podcast with Felder going on. He's sitting at the desk of the UFC. I just wonder if Chiesa has other things going on in his life now at 35 years old. Not to mention the fact that Chiesa started in the UFC at 155 pounds, now fights at 170. And it was Holland that started at middleweight, 185, now fights at 170. I think this is a really good spot for Kevin Holland. He wanted the fight, and we want him. Rather than anything too cute, Holland, inside the distance, plus 110. Now, if you're shopping at DraftKings, you have to go to the props, and that reads Holland via KO, submission, or DQ. Now let's move into round two. Round two, co-main event. I've waffled a little bit on my position in this fight. Light heavyweights, Jan Blachowicz, Alex Pereira. In Jan Blachowicz, we have an ex-light heavyweight champion. We have a completely legitimate mixed martial artist. He's been in versus the elite of his division. He's a grinding, aggressive grappler. He's strong on top. He's got powerful striking. And he's a really determined, granite-chinned individual. Yes, he's been knocked out, but he's as durable as they come. He'll be looking to greet Pereira to the light heavyweight division where Pereira moves after competing against Izzy Adesanya just months ago at middleweight, a cut that clearly compromised his ability. Pereira, two inches taller, six years younger, inch reach advantage. And though he just got KO'd in April, I really think that had a lot to do with his condition, meaning cutting too much weight. Many will ask, can Pereira's power translate up to light heavyweight? And my answer to that is, I think Pereira's power is exponentiated at 205 pounds. If we think that he was a killer at 85, I think what we're going to see here is violence unleashed. I think Alex Pereira is going to absolutely decompose Jan Blachowicz in this fight. Now, throughout the week, I've been touting Jan's durability and his experience, and I'm going to stand by that. I think Jan is going to have to survive maybe a conservative first round 
and a frenetic second round, Jan has to take this fight deep and tire this monster out. So now that we have all the bed made and ready, what are we going to do? We have two bets for round two. The first bet is Pereira inside the distance. Again, via KO submission or DQ. That's plus 150. We'll put one unit on Alex Pereira there. The second position, we will go to a parlay. And we're going to use this fight over one and a half. Now let's be keen to the fact that this fight started two and a half under minus 185. They must have been getting bombed with under money to move this total down to one and a half, make it minus 150 to the over. But that suits us perfectly. So, second move in round four will be the over one and a half, Blachowicz to Pereira, and we're going to use the second part of a parlay to Corey Sandhagen in next week's main event, minus 265. That parlay pays plus 129. So in review, round two, over one and a half minus 150, parlayed to Corey Sandhagen next week, minus 265 for a plus 129 return. And then the first part of the round, Pereira via finish or inside the distance, plus 150. Now let's move into round three. In round three, main event, Gaethje Poirier. We've seen him tussle once. I was fortunate enough to be at that first fight in Phoenix in my backyard watching it. What a great fight. And really, I, I was there pulling for Gaethje. And as I sit here now, my heart sure wants him to win. That said, the pricing on this fight, who each has fought, how they've looked, how they got here, all brings me to one basic understanding. I think Dustin Poirier's stand-up I think his striking, his boxing, and most especially his footwork is what makes the difference in this fight. Gaethje's not going to wrestle. Would he choose to wrestle, he'd be out-wrestled by Poirier. I think Poirier is going to start this fight smart, and as Gaethje looks to unleash those bludgeoning leg kicks like he did in the first fight, that might be Poirier's trigger to wrestle. I think Poirier stands dynamic opportunity in this fight to finish Justin Gaethje. And I read that through the lines. Poirier opened minus 120. He's now minus 145, indicating a tight, close fight, which I agree with. The two and a half over minus 140 seemed very aggressive to me, realizing that these two fought five years ago, albeit, but into the fourth round. I think that's reflective of both men being 34, both men being older, both men maybe being better mixed martial artists, but both men have incurred damage. Further, I think it's Gaethje who's improved tremendously, but I'm not certain if he can pull off the precision and the legwork and most especially the level-headedness he's going to require to compete with Dustin Poirier past two, three rounds in this fight. I believe this fight, and similarly to the first fight with Poirier the lefty, 
being the man with his hand raised at the end. We're going to play this fight inside the distance, a theme you have heard for three rounds now. Round three, Dustin Poirier via KO submission or DQ, one unit to win 130. In review, we have three rounds. We have four positions, all one unit positions at underdog prices. We will tabulate results next week. Let's also remember, I will be making another release via Twitter sometime before these fights go off. I just needed a little time to get us a winning release instead of just some release. Next week, a fight night from Nashville, which means the podcast will be out early because of the Eastern time zone. We appreciate you listening. Good luck and enjoy UFC 291. been locked into Gamblue's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind-the-scenes access to the world of MMA. All the superlatives. the best sports betting podcast on the board look no further than greenrollmedia.com each and every weekend greenrolls covering the nfl college football and mma better than anyone bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in las vegas that's greenrollmedia.com greenrollmedia.com home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network